Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Mango Tea Podcast with Jody and DK. Hello people, hello. It's been a while. It, it's been a while. It's we a while. really haven't been consistent. We've been bumping up in some technical difficulties. A lot of technical difficulties. Unfortunately. Yeah. We had a lot, we had some very great recordings that were unfortunately yeah. not published. Yeah, because I we think had... we're missing like three at this point. Yeah. Yeah, we got yeah, like three. Work. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Technically four, because we had to re-record one. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we're here, and as always, we're gonna give you a fun-filled episodes filled with tea and plenty of shade. Plenty of shade, darling. Uh, oh my gosh! All right, so we have a lot to discuss this episode, and it's it's a Monday night. Mm-hmm. We haven't been posting on Monday mornings because technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. But we're going to start with our favorite segment. Talawa in the Maracont. Maracont. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Talawa in the Maracont. In the Maracont. Wait. I tried. I, I was away for a week um, with my friend Ariel. We went on vacation. Mm, and her best life. No, working. Mm. And she, <laughs> I was practicing my Trini accent, and she was just like, if you ever say that, if you ever, if you're ever in public and you try it, I'm going to slap you. Mm. So, Ariel is not allowed around us when we're recording. I wonder recording. what she would say about mine, because mine is awful. She, yeah. <laughs> I can't Probably even get the modicum pride properly. <laughs> mm. All right. Who do we have for this week? So, this, this week, Talawa, for me, goes to Mr... Daniel Christopher, he is an ex, he's a gay ex-cop from the island of Jamaica, from the beautiful Ooh. island of Jamaica. Um, he re- he just graduated with a PhD. Okay, doctor. Mr. Doctor, doctor. He graduated with a doctorate degree from Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. He has a doctorate in criminal justice. Um. Mm. And in his interview, which he talked um, to the Jamaica Observer, he talked about the trials and tribulations and things that he uh, he has gone through um, while being a part of the force. But something that struck me that he said when he's a part of the force, he said he thought that this force, the Jamaica um, Constabulary Force, would have been a safe haven for him. Really? Yes, that was it. I was like, wait, wait. I don't like. I'm huh. trying to interpret it in so many different ways because I'm like, wait, oh. does that mean there are a lot of people there who are allies? Is that what you're saying, or is it easy trying to say because it's the constabulary force and of course they're all about respect and uh, whatever in a sense. So I don't know if it was coming from that place, but that kind of caught me off guard because I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> I, I wish we were recording this and posting it because if everyone should have seen our faces right now, we'd like Yeah, what? because I was I was very a shocked safe, when I read it. The only safe yeah, haven really like is a to safe leave. Haven? Oh it's wild. But he talked about the trials and tribulation, things he went through um in the forest. Because obviously Jamaica is known as um if you are from Jamaica or from the Caribbean, unfortunately it is a homophobic place. I mean, there are. The, it is the not known. Is it is a homophobic. It is. Country. And, but the country is changing. Um, people's views slowly, are being, yeah, yeah, on being gay and being a part of the LGBT community is shifting. Um, thanks to celebrities, thanks to just a changing culture. Thanks um, to I us. Think, thanks to us, exactly. Um, so things are changing. But shout out to him. Um, after all that, sh- everything he's gone through. 
he persevered. He got he's filed asylum in the United States, um, and now has a doctorate. So shout out to Mr. Daniel Christopher. You the are that- my teller in the market. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I have like I have one that I want to do. I want to. We want to shout out Dr. Carla Natalie Barnett. She was appointed the eighth Secretariat of CARICOM, and she is the first woman hmm. and the first Belizean to be appointed as the CARICOM Secretary General. Sure, she is, and yes, to clarify, yes, Belize is a part of CARICOM. Hmm. Yes, it's an English-speaking country. It's a former co- British colony. Yes. So congratulations to Dr. Barnett. It's um, a shade for me because Jody knows that I did not know that Belize <laughs> was a part of the CARICOM um, network. But thank you for that information. This is why we have the Mango Tea Podcast. It's okay. Most, <laughs> most people don't know. Most people don't know. Most people don't know. Yeah. Um, also, other things I want to talk about. <laughs> okay. So sports. Let's do it. We, we, we promised that we we're going to talk about sports, but we really haven't. We really do, yeah. Okay. So they released the scheduled were the CONCACAF, FIFA CONCACAF World Cup, not mm-hmm. World Cup, Gold Cup. So if you are, if you follow soccer or mm-hmm. as everybody else in the rest of the world call it football, football, CONCACAF is like a regional, CONCACAF is a regional organization. It's comprised of countries in North America and Central America. Mm-hmm. So basically Canada, USA, the Caribbean and parts of Central America. So like Mexico, Belize, Guyana, all that. So they have like a competition every couple of years. I forget how often, but it's happening this year, and they're doing it across states in the across countries in the United States. So I am excited. Countries in the United States. Well, oh wait, it's, 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 <laughs> states. <laughs> wait, different states in the United States. Okay, got you, got you. It makes sense. Okay. I thought you yes. said countries. I thought it was countries within the region. I was like, okay. No, no. I think they were I think they were gonna attempt to do that, but I don't know what mm. happened. Probably COVID. But <laughs> it would make more sense to have have the event in one city, like New yeah. York City. So I we would be able to go to most of the matches. <laughs> but <laughs> they're having them everywhere. They're having the one in uh Florida actually. Mm. So that should be exciting. The last time I remember, I think Jamaica made it to the finals of the the Gold Cup. That was a couple years ago, though. Mm. Yes. So I'm I'm excited. I can also I okay. So also I have it when it comes to international sports and countries mm. are be playing. This is my ranking, and this is important because the Olympics are coming. Mm, come on. I know, I know my defender of the Caribbean, but my you number, always I'm do. always cheering for Jamaica, always. And I'm all Jamaican, all day, sorry. I, if Jamaica isn't in it, I'm cheering for the Caribbean, the, any country within the Caribbean. If there's no Jamaican or Caribbean countries, I'm supporting everybody black. Mm, in the words of Issa, Issa Rae. <laughs> I'm rooting for literally everybody, everybody black. black. <laughs> everybody black. But I, Caribbean people and Jamaican people are top of my list. Yeah. So when it comes to football, I hate the United States men's soccer team. Absolutely mm. hate them. Like, I hate few things. They are arrogant. They're full of themselves. And they think they're better than everybody else. And yeah. they're not. They're not. Like, just just that American arrogance and privilege, it's very... And it's not even, like, the whole 
men's soccer, the whole U.S. soccer organization, mm. it's just the men's team. Because yeah. the women, the women are phenomenal. Like Yeah, and there was a controversy, I think a couple of years ago, I don't know if it was a couple of years ago, a couple of months ago, where they were talking about the pay scale between the yeah. men and the women and the fact that the women do so good at football or whatever the game is, football, soccer, compared to the men, but the men still get paid way more than the women. The women so, have one, like... I feel like they won every they won a couple, World yeah, Cup. The U.S. women have won a good amount, but they still. I think they get paid maybe one third of what the guys get paid. Yeah, and, and the men aren't the good. Are yeah, the men aren't good at all. But that's the world mm. we live in, unfortunately. Yeah. Sadly. Mm. Yeah, but I cannot like equal rights honest, and justice. Equal rights and justice. <laughs> I shana said that. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, though, but like, I, I, I really can't stand the US, U.S. men's soccer team. They're really full of themselves. So yeah. honestly, anybody that beat the U.S., I'm supporting for the Gold Cup. Yeah. And it, Mexico, Guyana, Haiti, Trinidad. I don't know who everybody's squad doing this year. Jamaica squad not doing so great. But mm. I'm I'm supporting everybody yeah, except the U.S. You, the Diamond League, I think. Well, I think it's the Diamond League that's going on right now. Yes, I watched it today. fastest um, runner, Michelle Ann Price. She actually came fourth in her race. And I was like, oh. Listen. I guess she, she might be saving her energy for the, the Olympics. That's just my excuse for her. Yeah. So they're doing the that, Diamond that League. Be, and they're yeah. doing um, Olympic trials in a couple of places. Yeah. So a lot going on. So I feel like maybe she's just. Yes. That's my excuse is that she's saving her energy for the Olympics and for the. And also, how trial. many years ago was Rio? Five years what? ago. Because last year was. Yeah, five years. Yeah, five ago. years ago. It would have been four years. The Olympics is every four years, and we should have had yeah. that year. Yeah. Uh, uh, listen, there's some other great runners that are coming up, and I'm excited mm. for mm. Elaine. Elaine, I think it, last time Elaine won, I think she won the 200. She meters. won the 200. And didn't she win the 100? No, Shelly won the 100, and she won the 200. I think so, yeah. Yeah. But yes, I, I stand for Elaine. I stand for Elaine. And there, I mean, we have, the, the Caribbean is a hotbed of talent for sprinters. Mm -hmm. So, and I was looking at the, actually today I was looking at the list of competitions by Caribbean countries. And there's a couple of, um, a couple of people have qualified across different countries. Like I know mm -hmm. for Jamaica for sure, or Olympic diver, Yoni Knight Wisdom, I think his name is. Yeah. He qualified for diving. And then or or swim our merma our national mermaid, Aaliyah Atkinson, she's she qualified for the um for swimming. Um. And then we have a bunch of runners of as usual. <laughs> as usual. Listen, we have champions that are running. We have champions. We Trinidad. Like Trinidad and then we have boxers. Trinidad and, and Grenada have boxers that qualified. Mm -hmm. uh, Trinidad has I think they have equestrian this year and rowing. Mm -hmm. I have to double check. But yes, mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'm probably gonna start a timetable. Yeah. To keep track I'm excited, of but it's also gonna be interesting to see how things play out considering we're still in a in a pandemic. <clears throat> so I'd want to see how the Caribbean handles this whole thing because countries like Grenada and the Trinidad Caribbean. and Barbados. Japan. They're on, no, I'm just saying a few countries in the Caribbean are still on lockdown yeah. um, during this time. So I'm just curious to see how they react to the entire thing. Because oh. I feel like it's almost like tourism. I feel like with the Caribbean, there's two things with the Caribbean. I feel like no matter what is happening, they always they always seem to try to push tourism. I don't think no matter what happens, it's feel like sports is always a priority. 
which I can sometimes feel like an, I feel like it's an issue because I feel like then sometimes we don't take everything serious. We don't take them serious then. Well, in my in my point of view, I don't think sometimes we tend to not to take things seriously because if you're going to tell me we're in a whole pandemic and we can't certain things cannot go through, but then you give a pass to athletes or you give a pass to on people traveling for sports or you give a pass to tourists coming into the Caribbean, then people will be like, okay, why we can't get a pass to for everything else? But that's my well, my then again, people sometimes. don't listen. Yeah, I mean, look at Trinidad. Trinidad is under severe lockdown, state of emergency. Like you can't do anything. You can't even mm-hmm. run outside. You can't even touch outside. <laughs> like that's how bad it is. So I know that they had banned out any outdoor exercise by individual or groups, and their COVID cases were spiking. I think yeah, the last them. time I checked, it was down a little bit, little, little bit, but it was still yeah. high. And apparently so the high. prime minister had caught COVID. The tea was that he actually didn't catch COVID. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he was supposed to take the, the vaccine and he chickened out. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the word on the street. That's so the word on the street. I know that, that's <laughs> when it died. And he's like, the man, he, he didn't want to take the, the vaccine. Well, the, I can't ever do my training accent because clearly I don't have any. But the word on the street is that he did not want to take the vaccine and uh-huh. decided just to bunk out. Um, yeah, because apparently he has COVID, but but like people are wilding, cause like even Grenada, Grenada is under an extended um, is it state? Yeah, of, I think it's state curfew, of emergency. Yes, and I think yeah. they said it's, it might be extended until November. And I personally, I'm very upset and annoyed because I saw my okay. ticket. The ticket prices to go to Grenada for the people who are out there. Anybody want to come with me? The ticket prices are two hundred and forty dollars. On the week of From my New vacation. York. I will not say when my vacation is on public, but if you want to know, slide in my DMs. Anyways, <laughs> the tickets are $250, $240 to go to Grenada, and I'm very disappointed I can't go. But here's the tea. Okay, so someone up. I know, I was on Instagram stories yesterday, just, you know, just like tapping through, and someone was at a fet in Grenada. So I'm like, wait, I really hope this is a lie, or this is like a throwback. I didn't get to message him to be like, are you really in Grenada mm. right now? Is so there really I a curfew? Maybe I could go to Grenada when I want to. No. Let's go, let's go, Joel. Let's go. Let's go. No. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. No, I don't want to be canceled. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to be canceled. Also, wait, I want to also share this. So, it's related to COVID a little bit. It's related, yeah, it is COVID related. So, the US, you know how like, the, the rich countries are hoarding all the vaccines? <laughs> So the U.S. decided it's going to share 80 million vaccine doses with the rest of the world. But they haven't prioritized, they have to prioritize who they're going to give it to. And apparently CARICOM is at the top of the list. So that is we'll nice. see. No, we don't need 80 million. So that's good enough. I feel like we need what, maybe 10 million? For the region? I mean, to start us off with. I feel like we probably... I mean, a lot need... of countries, the population is less than 250, so... But I think total... We would need a lot more. Hold on. The population of the Caribbean? I know, that's an interesting question. I think it's like... Oh, 44.42 million. Oh, wow. I am way off. I I mean, I figured 10 million wouldn't cover everybody, but I didn't think 44. I'm guessing they're including countries that people like myself did not realize are part of the Caribbean. Like Like Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) Or Belize. Sorry. Uh, well, I mean, they. But you know what? They did say Caricom countries. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. So like Cuba isn't in it. Okay, population of Caricom countries are probably like. I'm talking about. And I know we're going all over the place, but Lisa Hannah, the MP uh, in Jamaica, 
and the former Miss Universe or Miss Jamaica, I don't know where she was. Um, she wrote an op-ed about them, about the push to lift the embargo that's on Cuba. Cuba? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it's time for that conversation to start back again. Because I feel like the people of uh, the Cuban um, citizens are being punished for something um, that at this point... America has no right to tell anybody about democracy after we have elected Donald Trump as president. <laughs> after we had a man that I would consider a dictator, we have no right to tell anybody about, about democracy. L- literal man. Should, should be lifted at this point. I feel like the Caribbean and the CARICOM should get involved in um, asking or demanding the United States to lift it. Because the people I, spring. I They're like a hundred years behind. See, who... Cuba? Cuba. In How a lot of years. In what? Not in medicine. No, not in medicine, but in infrastructure and in, like, you go, I mean, I haven't gone on there. You have. The infrastructure and everything. I mean, the cars, you go down to the, I mean, they're a lot, they're behind in a lot, Julie. You know what I'm talking about. I don't, I. Not behind in medicine. Not, stuff, but they're behind not in, in everything. Infrastructure. And like, you go there and you see the cars, you know, they're behind. And the people are also I suffering from this. I, I don't necessarily think so. I think. So you it, think it, it benefited they, them? Because it did not. Well, okay. Here we is what I think. I don't. So I know I've been trying to get the Caricom Cuba Caricom representative on the podcast. I'm mm-hmm. very very close to getting them, but mm-hmm. it's uh, so the the it's using power and influence because mm-hmm. Cuba has a lot of influence in the world, but it's not. You know how America? Everybody know everything about America, but no one knows about mm-hmm. Cuba. Like you know that. Cuba does a lot of importing of bananas from St. Vincent. They had a they have a lot of program. They have their program where they send over their it's low key human trafficking where they mm. send over their medical professionals all over the world because they're the best, the best in medicine. Yeah, but the embargo prevented trade from like things from being export or um, exported to them though. So I feel like they're they haven't been benefiting from that though. In, in in some aspects, yes, but no. I think even though even with all of that, they've still survived. No, the, no, what 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 hurt them? What really hurt them? What really hurt them was the crash of the the Soviet Union because they mm. were like number one trading partners with the yeah. Soviet Union, and that caused the crash, and that really like hurt them. Because I remember when I went to Cuba, there I was talking to this lady, and she was or Airbnb. Host. host and mm. she said that her she she's a lawyer by trade mm. and then when the economy when the soviet union crashed the cuban economy crashed mm. and she had to become a maid in a hotel Mm-mm. yeah but but the u.s uses i i feel like caricom really has no say because the u.s leverages a lot they hold a lot of power over caricom so mm. like you know in like the in in um they, they, I mean, what they did couple couple months ago when who was it? Mm-hmm. Mike Pompeo was in office. How mm-hmm. he tried to divide Caricom mm-hmm. for a very key vote. It for I forgot what organization what vote was coming up. I think it's like OSHA or something. They mm-hmm. tried to sway the vote by like separating, having mm-hmm. a meeting in Jamaica only inviting select Caricom countries, and mm-hmm. then say that they were not trying to divide Caricom, but also. Mm-hmm. Jamaica, but also like you also have to look at like the political lines too and the parties because mm. 
the Republican Party, they are mm. heavily supported by the white Cubans in Florida. Yeah. Um, because, who you know... Who are anti-communism, yeah. who are anti Exactly. Yeah, but and the U.S. US effects on the people, though. Wait, 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 just... wait, wait. I'm not done yet. But the uh. U.S., so the Republican Party, so there's mm. a... There's a larger organization. It's called, I think it's called the IDM. It's basically a international organization for mm. rightist political parties. So mm. like the Republican Party, so like the Jamaica Labour Party. Mm. And uh, there's a few parties from other Caribbean countries. And there's actually a Caribbean arm of it where mm. they are aligned on similar philo- philosophical things, like mm. less of a central government, more... Um, more of the free market, all of this stuff, a lot more corruption, definitely kind of evil, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, so they they kind of collude with these countries and swing their influence. So That's the people the people have suffered for sure. Because I mean, when you land at the airport in Havana, they have a big sign about the the embargo and how it's been terrible and affected their people. So. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it it definitely has. But again, like, I love that, like, one of the things I do love is that even with all this, the Cuban people have thrived. Like, people leave from the U.S. to go to Cuba to get medical services. Yeah, but they're also affected by a whole lot with importing, though, because I was reading something where I think we were talking um, and they're talking about how people with disability um, is adversely being aff- people with debil- disability, um, they're adversely affected by the embargo because there are supplies of simple things like a wheelchair um, that is being yeah. that could be imported from the United States that cannot be imported um, mm-hmm. because of the embargo. So I mean, as much as okay, I understand you. You feel they're doing good. I mean, they're they're thriving in a lot of aspects, but there are a lot of things. In some, that, they're, they're not in some in aspects. Some aspects there are yeah. lots of ways where the people themselves. Here's the people, and it always happens. You know, every time we have things like the embargo, we have um, things like wars and all this corrupt, corrupt corruption that happens within the Caribbean or the Middle East. Uh, it doesn't affect the government itself. You know, it doesn't affect the people that are rich. Yeah. And common person is being affected. So that's why when, for me, when it's like, if you're going to punish someone, you're going to punish a dictator. Um, um, by doing something like this, you're not punishing the dictator. You're just punishing the people who are living in the country. And I feel like that's what the embargo did. Just, yeah, because I mean, the averaging, the average yeah, and this is the reason why I say that, like, I don't think CARICOM has a say in like helping to end the embargo. They can always voice their opinion. Oh, end no, the no I don't think they, they have can a full do the op-ed. Say, but I think they because can make their voice. Known. I remember, I remember that back in the day, I think it was like '98, and I just distinctly remember this. Mm-hmm. Um, Fidel Castro used to visit Jamaica all the time mm-hmm. because the that political party, the ruling political party, the PMP, and the Castro's government were like was tied or Edna Mar- Edna was it no Edna or the the PNP like their entire organization because no, PJ Patterson yeah oh. yeah he was there like I think it was in ninety eight no but talking about pre, I... pre PJ though pre PJ before BJ I'm talking yeah about but movie. like they still they still maintained their relationship yeah. he still maintained their relationship with the party and the party was in power for sixteen years. Mm. So, yeah, sixteen years straight. So he had the that relationship started then, and they still had it. Mm-hmm. And how I remember, it was there because I remember I went to it was the meeting was in Montego Bay, mm-hmm. and we were it was near where I was staying, and my mm-hmm. grandparents were picking me up, 
And I, how I remember is because there was a big piece of yam that my mom got from my grandfather. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, yes. Um, so, so like, it, actually, there is um, there's a Cuba CARICOM Day. Mm-hmm. It's December 8th every year where they celebrate the relationship between CARICOM and Cuba. Car- mm-hmm. And then, like, Cuba also did a lot of work with Haiti after the earthquake. And we talked mm-hmm. about it in our episode um, with um, Professor Asilion. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it sucks. I, I really wish the region wasn't so dependent on the United States. But unfortunately, we are. Yeah, unfortunately, we are. Anyway. That's why, lots of times, they're, they're not going to voice their opinion on certain things because they're, they're still sucking milk from the breast of the U.S., if you want to put it that way. Yeah. And a lot of us are here, like me and you. Yeah. So, <laughs> shout out to the U.S. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> also, you cannot use... but Actually, the influx of... Because Obama had um, relaxed some of the rules to visit. And you can still visit now, technically. If yeah, you, but then I don't know if... Trump reversed half of the things that Obama But you can, still, you can still you go. Can, no, 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 I'm sure, yeah. Because I heard people still going there. But it's still not like... You got to be doing stuff. Or saying stuff. You, you would you have had to just, do it before. It's not full-on straight, though. You can't just go there or just nilly-willy. If you're not technically, you can. Yeah, but you got to be saying stuff, though. You got to be saying you're going there for some educational foolish reason you can't just do that because i swear that's what i was supposed to go i think it was 2019 wherever Mm -hmm. between the time trump was there and then my cousin's uncle my cousin's dad was taking us and he was like we could go but we'd have to basically say that we're doing some educational thing 2018 or that we could we'd have to go to canada and fly from canada directly to cuba and I mean, if you also have your Jamaican passport, you could go there with their Jamaican much password. Much. What do you mean that you don't have a Jamaican passport? Anyway, that's another episode. But yeah. you can <laughs> because with oh, under Obama, I think there was like sixteen designations, and uh-huh. one of them was people to people. But with that, you still had to keep your receipts for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the one that you're doing now, I, I forgot what what are the because I did it. I forgot what the designation was. Yeah, it was like. So- it, it was something, but it's the same thing. You have to have your, um, you have to have, you have to keep your receipts and such. So like mm. what we did was we did, what did we do? We did, I mean, when we went, actually it was kind of fun. We did horseback riding mm-hmm. um, on a cigar farm, That's nice. which was very educational. Sounds and we good. did a cooking class. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I love I'm, I love I'm Cuba. Still waiting for, you were supposed to take me with you to Cuba, but it's okay. We won't talk about that today. You would not. You wouldn't have come. You know. You know I wanted to come, but that's, you wanted that's to not, come, but did let's you not come? discuss this on the episode? Let's not get, <laughs> get this, this. You know the friends that are, you're like, oh, oh, I want to come, but when it comes time, for don't do that because I went to London with you. I went to London with you, and but I that was the one time. I wanted you to come with me to Grenada, but you choose not to. So. That's not because they are under. Oh, so you give me an excuse? <laughs> I'm giving you an excuse. My health and my my safety. Nah. Where were you last weekend, ma'am? Don't let me go to business. Where was I last weekend? Where was <laughs> I last weekend? I don't know. I think I was home. <laughs> Wait, I was home. Mm, you gotta think about it. Anyways, let's continue. Wait, Friday, I was home. Wait, <laughs> you sure about that? I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. The, listen, the days. <laughs> I haven't gone anywhere, but the days and times, they're just like, they're just melting together. Oh, this happens when you're working from home, people. 
Yeah. Not just working from home. I feel like it was always like this for me. <laughs> yes. But anyway, all okay. right. On to new stories. Um, as we talk about the Caribbean, let's jump in on the Haitian story. So apparently the Biden administration um, has officially granted 100,000 Haitian Americans the opportunity um, for attempted temporary protected status. Um, so we all know that a lot of people from the Caribbean are here illegally. Um, but there are a good amount of people are from Haiti. They're here illegally, and the United States has decided they're going to give them temporary protected status. Um, the ex- No, before I get in trouble, I was going to say the excuse. <laughs> but the reason, <laughs> um, according to them, is that there's a growing political crisis. We did an episode, which happens to be another last episode, um, on the political crisis, the things that are going on in Haiti right now. Um, but the rationale is they're allowing 100,000 people to stay here in the United States because there is growing political crisis. Um, there's also the pandemic. Violence is increasing. There are stories and stories and stories of kidnapping. Um, and the economy is also not doing well in Haiti as well. There is also the issue of the political division because the current president, or is it president or prime minister? Whoever the president. Name, president of Haiti. Um, there was some mix-up. I wish you guys got an opportunity to listen to that episode about that but it's a little bit because he apparently the current leader is apparently supposed to be stepping down or supposed to have stepped down um because of the timing and the schedule of the votes and when he's supposed when his term ends um but he's refusing to to step down he is apparently currently acting like a dictator and progress has been halted in haiti like whoa like and there's like protests every day they're they're continuous protests and we're in a whole pandemic if we haven't already noticed um, so all of that combined, the Haitian American diaspora has pushed and they had pressure, they had pressured the, the impending, I guess, the pending administration. So this prior to, to Biden being elected, they did push for, um, this to happen and they got it. So shout out to the Biden administration. I'm going to shout out to the people, the, the members of the Caribbean diaspora who definitely pushed for this to happen. Um, this unfortunately is a, I wouldn't say unfortunate, but it's a temporary, um protection for them this is going to last only 18 months um and that obviously started from around may 21st so 18 mm-hmm. months protection people are pushing they're also pushing for it to be um a path to citizenship which it's going to be hard to get that done because obviously we also have the republican side who does not believe you should just give people um a direct path to citizenship but right now that's what's happening um and there is also a report of Voice of, Voice of America is also reporting that half of the Haitian population needs humanitarian assistance, like half. So that's and everything combined. I feel like that's population. under, I feel like it's probably three quarters. Just Jesus. based on what we talked to um, yeah. Sophie and, um, and Karen. And Karen, yeah. I think it's probably the way that, like, Guys, if you okay, this this episode okay, so the last episode with mm, Sophie and, Ka- and Karen, that. I'm still annoyed. That thing got messed up. I know, I know. I forgot. I think we used this platform actually. I don't know, but I, it, it, I, I feel it's it's very bad. But then again, mm. I like I met someone from a um, I think he was from an affluent area, and mm. he was like, "Oh, Haiti's fine." So it it. It's like this, the yeah, tale of like 16 said. cities. He knows what you just said, the, the affluent neighborhood. Yeah. 
I guess it's also like Jamaica. If you speak to some Jamaicans who are living in uptown, they'll be like, Jamaica is quite fine. Jamaica is gorgeous. They're living their best life having Starbucks and coffee on Blue Mountains and going to Strawberry Hills on the weekend. Um, but if you talk to the average average Jamaican who is under lockdown right now, they're like, okay, I'm going to pick food for eat. Yeah. I'm going to something done. So, you can, I mean, the worst thing to do is also to live... I mean, I grew up at a certain part of Jamaica, but the worst thing to do is also to listen to affluent people of any country. Because it's just like listening to the Republican Party here. You would think that everybody is quite fine and then nobody needs a raise in the minimum wage, but what? Mm. Yes. It's, it's scary because you know what? People believe that American, white Americans, not just, just not all Americans, just white America, mm. white America is that we don't need anyone here or blah, 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 mm. blah, blah, blah. But I think, and it, it's so surprising that they're still pushing back hard against immigration. I think the mm. pandemic has proven that you need immigrants. And a lot of the innovations that have happened over the last 50 years have been from immigrants mm. or children of immigrants. Mm. Look at Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs mm. is a first generation immigrant. I think his parents yeah. are Syrians. Yeah. Look at Google, the the um the CEO of Google right now, he's from India. Like America has yeah. America has great um uh, sec- uh tertiary education for sure, like that's the reason mm. why I came here because there's and there's a lot of options too and if you look at most of the grad programs as well most of the people that are enrolled in those programs are immigrants or children of immigrants so why 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 y'all hating <laughs> to be a devil's advocate for the people on the other side who oppose immigration at the end of the day what they think is that the caribbean or people from south america central america the continent of africa they feel like at the end of the day, we're pushing back against that because at the end of the day, they feel like you need to go figure out your country, like work towards developing your country. And I feel like I can't wait. But that's to... not, but they're asking, but he, he said, okay, so when Trump was in office, remember when mm-hmm. he, he made the comment about shithole countries and he was referring mm-hmm. to countries of color basically. But then yeah. he was like, oh, if you're from England or Iceland or anywhere else in Europe, you can come over willy-nilly. Yeah, yeah, no, they push against that. But my point was that I feel like I am waiting to, for the day when places like the Caribbean get to the point where there isn't an influx or there isn't a need for us to come here. I mean, I'm already here. You're already here. But I can't wait for the day when countries like Haiti or countries like Jamaica and Barbados, but not really Barbados because I don't think a lot of people from Barbados come here. But places like Haiti or Jamaica, which are the Caribbean yeah. countries people come here from a lot. Cute. All of them. Cayman, definitely nobody feel like nobody comes here from Cayman. They're um, probably here, but you probably don't Saint know Vincent. them. Vincent. A lot of a lot of Vincies are here. And Domin- oh. Dominican Republics, but just a few. Um, and then obviously places in the continent of Africa. I can't wait for the day when we don't have to have this conversation, um, about wanting immigrants here because at the end of the day they will know that there is a part for them to play in their own country and they'll work towards developing. It's, so, but like we don't have this conversation hopefully our great grandchildren will not have to have this conversation <laughs> because I remember when we were talking to when we did our first interview with Imani mm-hmm. Duncan Price shout out to Imani out um, to she's out here doing a damn thing out there uh, in Jamaica she, Is she? she I thought actually, she lost her she did but she's still um, working <laughs> sorry I didn't mean to be shady but <laughs> 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 she's actually living her best life I'm like she lost her seat what is she doing she's <laughs> Sorry, you said the episode is filled with shade. We had to. (laughs) The money don't get price. We love you, but we know you're currently unemployed. It's all right. Joining millions of Americans who are getting three hundred (laughs) dollars checks. Oh my god! (laughs) This 
the public service announcements. <laughs> I don't think she's unemployed. She's actually still doing a lot of work in um, her former constituency. A, a lot of work. She's actually been advocating Mal- a lot for them. Voluntary work. I'm joking. Oh my gosh, you are you are so messy, so messy. She said, "You said we gonna be filling the episode with a lot of tea." <laughs> and that was the tea. No, but but she... <laughs> a shout out to her. <laughs> but she's been doing um she when we were talking to her she did um she did research on jamaican immigration and she was saying that it started from way back in the 50s from like people leaving from jamaica to go to like the uk when we had that partnership and also the u.s too and a lot of so a lot of those people, a lot of American, African-Americans, you see Harlem, a lot of those yeah. African-Americans are mixed with Caribbean, de- are, yeah, of are. Caribbean descent. A lot. A, a lot. But I feel a like lot. in recent years, I've been noticing that a lot of people that are prominent, Af- who we call African-Americans, their grandparents, their parents are their great grand. Like, look at Malcolm X. Yeah. Malcolm X's mother is from Grenada. Yeah, Cicely Tyson. I think her parents are from the Caribbean. From St. Kitts, yeah. Yeah. So... So like we need you need immigrant you need immigrants you, do, you, do. <laughs> you definitely need immigrants. I mean, look at um the vice president of the United States. Come on, her parents are from. <laughs> her she's parents. Yet to mention, are... Listen, drop the drop the shade. She's yet to mention she's from Jamaica. Let's just listen. <laughs> Jody is sugarcoating. I don't know what's going on with Jody today, but she's sugarcoating everything. Nobody knows that Kamala her parents is from Jamaica because her father abandoned her. So let's just drop this. Just stop it. Stop Wait, it. her father abandoned her? Her father abandoned her mother and her when she was five. Really? We're talking about Kamala, right? Yeah. We're not talking about Trinidad Kamala. We're talking about Kamala Harris. <laughs> yes. Can, can we not? She has Wait, yet her... to mention that her father is Jamaican. She'd yet to... She... I'm she, waiting. She does... You know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for Father's Day. There we go. <laughs> I'm... I'm... Let her drop. Let her. Let me, let's hear what she gotta say about her Jamaican daddy because unfortunately he has lived up to the most Jamaican. He has lived up to most Jamaican oh status of a Jamaican man. He has lived oh up to the status of a Jamaican man. So let's see what happened when his father's Yo. name. We shall put. We I will post her quote on the podcast. I'll post her quote. We shall post. Wait, her you are so messy today. I love, like, hella messy. I love it. <laughs> Wait, not her father mm-hmm. abandoning them. Oh my goodness. Oh, no, no, no. Like, Lord God, you know what? I don't. I do not want to make it seems like I am out here laughing at, at people. You know what? Because next thing somebody could dig up this episode and be like, "Oh, the car is talking about people, fathers abandoning I mean. them." I have unfortunately the privilege of having my dad around. I am very grateful. I was not trying to throw shade at the current vice president, just in case we get invited to a barbecue. <laughs> Kamala will bring a, a tray of oxtail, even though it's expensive. <laughs> Have some June blonde juice. Yes. Listen, yeah. them sell yeah. true juice. At, um, where do they sell true juice? They sell no, no, no. She wants want expensive fresh shop. No, true juice are for local people. Wait, where do where do they sell that in America? Where do they sell the expensive local <laughs> June plum? I, I want to yeah, know. You know the expensive brand name costs like seven dollars. True juice. <laughs> No standard true jewels. Well, everything Jamaican. Even I mean, cut the chase, but I mean for dropping this. But you ever notice that you can't? You don't say you can't be poor and buy Jamaican food. 
Yeah, I know. You ever know so you go it's to Jamaica ex- restaurant? Is that the food is always expensive? Like, I went yeah. to go buy a party and a juice and I spent $10. I'm like, a party and a juice and $10. Where? Golden Gross. I bought a party and a juice and it was like $9. I'm going to just leave the like a 50 cent, 55 cents tip. <laughs> because I'm like, really? $9? $9? Yeah, for a party. I think about like, I bought the. They have a meatless party. Or not meatless. Oh, you got Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat. But it shouldn't be that expensive still. That's yeah, that's why. Because it got Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat expensive. Mm-mm. Anyways, mm-hmm. next story. I'm sorry. We're, we're just... We're, we're you know, to... <laughs> this, you were so spicy today. I think we're going to wrap up. I think we're going to wrap up. This is this is honestly really great. I, I miss this. I miss the messiness and the shade. Messy. And also the information in the news. Yes. Like next week, we can talk about the Guyanese oil scandal where the Guyanese owned oil company, the Guyanese mm. Defense Force, and an importer mm. are in scandal. And it is. Now, that tea, that tea is like, it's starting to boil. Because they started this inquiry like a month ago. And mm. the they're saying that the estimate of the tea rate is $1 billion. Mm. So. Yes, spicy. It shall, but thank you again for joining another episode of Mango Tea Podcast with Jody and DK, where we give you tea with a slice of mango. Um, also, let's do one more segment. What's your quote? What's your Ooh, what's your my what's code, but before my code? Wait, um, we have some exciting episodes coming up. Next month is obviously LGBT Pride Month. It is also Curb and History Month. So look forward for those episodes. Um, if you haven't already, and also um, Windrush Windrush anniversary or Windrush yes. day, we got a lot of stuff going on in July. So look out for us. I know we've been slacking, but y'all know of June we're coming, and we're coming real good. Um, my quote to wrap this up: If you obviously were listening for the, to the beginning of the episode, my talawa went to Mister Daniel Christian, um, who got his PhD. He's an ex-cop who got his PhD, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyways, my quote is from him. And it says, don't let your circumstances dis- determine how far you'll go and what you can accomplish. Because your dreams, even if they are somewhat delayed, can be achieved. Keep the end goal in mind and always work towards it. So, shout out to him for that beautiful quote. Um, we are definitely working towards everything even with all the delays we have encountered okay i have a quote i have a quote it's um it's from skilly bang from his very (laughs) popular song crocodile crocodile teeth not crocodile teeth crocodile teeth oh that's the one that's not the album (laughs) yes um and this is one it's really like it's manifesting confidence it's manifesting Mm that you are you are who you are and no one can take that from you and Come the quote on. goes like this first thing on a boy like me <laughs> and that's it <laughs> that's it i don't want to say i don't want to say the yeah. next sentence because it's yeah, it's don't. it's full of gun and why <laughs> and yes. skin and, and we should not and talk top, about dance all and the guns so you don't want me to start so let's not on that note hearts <laughs> Make sure you follow us on uh, on social media at Mango Tea Podcast. And also, don't forget to share this episode with everyone you know. And also, don't forget to download. We love mm-hmm. when you download our episodes because it helps us 
get up further in that algorithm and get out to the masses. Come on, people. And we just want to share the mess with everybody and drink some tea. (laughs) 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 All right. On that note, see you all next week. Bye-bye.